0: On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host,
1: Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome. I'm so glad you're with us today because you're going to enjoy this program so much. It's just full of wonderful jewels that you are going to really benefit from hearing You know, Second Wind is focused on the woman in transition. And so, you know, transition can be loss of job, loss of marriage through divorce or death, loss of children through addiction or death, and then, of course, our parents through dementia or death. We are the caretakers of the world, women. Our open hearts feel the pain and joy of each transition. How quickly we move through the healing process is helped by sharing. I have shared that my major transition was my divorce almost 20 years ago. And during that time, I could have used a program such as this to support me. This is why I created Second Wind. Being exposed to women and men who can and have gone through their transition can give you the support. You know there is success and ease in the transition process. And support is what we'll give you today. I want you to sit back and listen because I have some facts that are going to really... Be a little depressing in the beginning, but, um, we need to be aware of this. And I think we are aware of the, um, situation condition of the marriages of our friends and people in America and around the world. The American divorce rate is nearly twice what it was in 1960. Though it has declined somewhat since hitting an all-time high, in 1980. People are getting married later in life. The median age of those married for the first time is currently 28 for men, 25 for women. Compare these numbers to what was happening in 1960 when the median age was 23 for men and 20 for women. The marriage rate continues to decline over 50 per- 50% from 1970 to 2010 in the abu- average number of marriages. More people are living together, not getting married. Current estimates suggest that 40 to 50% of recent marriages will end in separation prior to the death of either spouse. Statistics show that due to the lack of stability and support in the home, children from divorced parents experience significant decrease in academic success, physical health, and future stability in their own relationships. But I have great news. The rate of satisfaction in marriage is higher for husbands and wives when both regularly maintain religious attendance and feel that God is the center of their marriages. My guest today offers us so much wisdom. My guest is Dr. Doug Weiss. He is a licensed psychiatrist, and the executive director of Heart to Heart Counseling Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and an ordained minister. He has spent over 25 years in his work. Dr. Weiss is also the president of the American Association for Sex Addiction Therapy. He has been a frequent guest in the national television medium, And he's been on shows like Oprah, Dr. Phil, and he's been on radio and print media. And a prolific writer on marriage addiction and self-help topics pertaining to intimacy and marriage, singlehood, men's and women's issues, and recovery from addiction. He's even been featured in a work on Lifetime Movies, Sex, Lies, and Obsession, and I think I'm going to go watch that because I'm all excited that, that Dr. Weiss has been part of this and they've honored him with this movie. I met Dr. Weiss while attending a conference in, at the Harvard Faculty Club, and I was... Um, Absolutely awed by the peace this man shown to me in when we were talking and visiting. He was very genuine and I so appreciated that in a man meeting the man like that. I can see why he would be trusted counselor from the very beginning once you first meet him. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Weiss, to the program today. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
2: Well, thank you so much, Joyce, and I appreciate you uh, sharing your uh, time and audience, and I think we'll have a blast today.
1: Yes. I have some questions. With How did you decide to go into, you were in, already working on your ministry, getting your ordained as a minister and then did you switch from there and go into psychology or
2: which I got both degrees at the same time uh, and then did a marriage and family counseling, then got my doctorate later. But the, um, what happened is, you know, my own story is, you know, I mean I was conceived in adultery. I was put in foster homes. I was sexually abused. I was a raging alcoholic, drug addict, sex addict early in teen years, you know? um, So I have my own story, and then as I had my awakening at age 19 and then started school, um, as I got sober from sexual addiction, I was working mm-hmm. in a psychiatric hospital, and uh, all the psychologists, psychiatrists, and people uh, went up in my practice. They didn't know what to do with sex addicts, so they sent them to me, and mm-hmm. uh, they started getting better. We wrote our first book. We were in Phil Donahue, and we started a national practice really early, and we've been wow. helping people – with uh, sexual addiction and something we call intimacy anorexia for now over almost 30 years. And we see so much success that, you know, there's a lot of women listening and they might be married to a man with that problem. They may have the problem themselves. We've written books for the female addicts as well. But also with the intimacy anorexia, if they feel married and alone and disconnected and unwanted and rejected, oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh, there's so much hope and so much help for them that uh, it's really a blast doing what I do.
1: <laughs> to see progress is always so rewarding, but that is such a delicate area. I mean, I, you know, I'm kind of overwhelmed by the thought, having gone through my own divorce, how that really works. How can you take a marriage that is just so um, in trouble? I call it trouble or sure. dysfunctional, uh, and turn it around? It seems huge. <laughs>
2: well, we do it every Monday. We <laughs> every do Monday. Five day intensive, so people from all over and uh, a lot of times like even this week the lady was like you know if this if something doesn't change this week we're gonna get divorced and I've heard that hundreds and hundreds of times and they're still happily married because marriage is based on some fundamental principles and structures and when you get those straight people love each other again they like each other again but when mm-hmm. they don't have those structures and principles then what happens is even if they love each other they don't like each other they don't feel like they're on the same team and if they're right. dealing with either an addiction or the intimacy anorexia they can feel very alone in their marriage and very unwanted. And so right. once you know what you're doing, you know, we have been doing this for such a long time, you can help the couple if they want help. Now, if you're married to a man or a woman who doesn't want help, God himself mm-hmm. can't help them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because
2: they're just willful and they're, they're stuck in their addiction process, or they just don't want to love another person. And you can't right. help someone who doesn't want to love.
1: But it, with your history, I can see... You know, I mean, those were a lot of things that you worked through to turn your life around. So, but you wanted to,
2: correct? Yeah, we well, have to do your work. I mean, I'm you know, I'm recovering alcohol, drug addict, sex addict, sugar. But I mean, I've been off of sugar for ten years. I mean, you can <laughs> uh, you can well, heal from any addiction process that you're involved in if you want to. But it takes support. It takes knowing how you got there. Like we do uh, an assessment with addicts and intimacy anorexics and their spouses. And Uh if there's been abuse or abandonment or family of origin stuff, maybe that's part of it. You know, sometimes there's hormone issues. Sometimes there's uh, other issues going on. Once you kind of find out what the particular formula that you're working with, with that individual or that couple, Mm -hmm. then you have to just maneuver through that and they can be successful. I mean, I've seen couples. I mean, Joyce, I've had couples in my office who haven't had sex in 10 and 20 years and they usually have sex by Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Being here. And mm-hmm. so I've seen that happen so many times um, that systems are they're broken. You know, they're damaged. They're bruised. And sometimes there's a lot of lying going on. Right. And we have this thing called a polygraph that helps a lot of guys get honest. And <laughs>
1: wow.
2: <laughs> and if the they're honest, the they can start getting better.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, you can't be intimate and close and connected if you've got this whole secret world that you're not being honest about. But once they're honest, they can get better, and then they can stay better. Like I had a guy in my office just this week. You know, he's got to do a polygraph once a quarter because this is the third time he's gotten caught cheating. And okay. uh, he needs a little help with not being able to lie. Yeah. But he's going to get it, and he'll be fine.
1: Okay. Well, we're coming up shortly on a break. But do you, I do have a question. Do you only put men on the polygraph?
2: No, if the woman has an, an infidelity issues. I mean, there are so, female addicts so, so as well. And female anorexics. We we can help them if they're having difficulties with uh, honesty.
1: Yeah. That's very interesting that you would do that. I guess it's it's necessary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When a woman's trying to trust a man for the next 20 or 30 years of her life and has been irresponsible with the first 20, you need something to help her to be objective, not just believing those blue eyes again. It didn't work.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, we will be back shortly to hear more of our discussion with Doug, as he said I can call him now, uh, about uh, intimacy in a relationship and uh, the process in becoming more intimate. So we'll be back shortly. Transformational coach,
0: motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford, returns after this short break.
3: Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Venka Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom in Science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo
4: Radio Network.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond.
4: The Centers for Disease Control explains that a stroke occurs when the blood supply to the brain is blocked or when a blood vessel in the brain ruptures, causing brain tissue to die. Stroke is the fourth leading cause of death in the U.S. and one American dies of a stroke every four minutes. Acting fast can dramatically affect how much damage the stroke can do. The National Stroke Association has devised a checklist to help determine whether a person is having a stroke, called FAST, F-A-S-T. F is for face, ask the person to smile. A is for arms, ask the person to raise both arms. S is for speech. Ask the person to repeat a simple sentence. T is for time. If the person cannot perform these tasks, time is important. They say to call 911 or get to the hospital fast. I'm Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: We are talking today with Dr. Doug Weiss, licensed psychologist, and his work is in sex addiction and um, marriages, um, helping men marriages. Make them healthy again, that's what we want to do. So tell us about, I know you talked about the intimacy um, of being married and alone, which was your book that you wrote. Uh, wrote about that. But tell us about intimacy, in, intimacy Anorexia, because you you said that was an important part of that book.
2: Sure, absolutely. Because if you're, if intimacy anorexia, and, and if ladies are listening, they want to get their pens out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, intimacy anorexia is the active withholding of emotional, spiritual, and physical intimacy with your spouse. They look good at work, they look good in the community, et cetera, but with you... They're off doing the computer. They're reading the book. They're volunteering. They leave you alone. They neglect you uh, emotionally, and and oftentimes if you are having sex, it's disconnected. You feel alone even in that part of it. So let me give you the characteristics, Joyce, and um, they can go to intimacyanorexia.com if they want to, like, take a test on Mm -hmm. this for their spouse, but it is, I'm going to give you keywords and then tell you what it is. Busy, keeping themselves so busy they have no time for you. Blame, blaming you for all the problems in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Love, withholding love, especially the way you like to be loved. If you like gifts, they don't buy you gifts. If you like touch, they don't touch you. If you like praise, they don't praise you. Okay? Yes. Uh, So uh, lame, busy, withholding Mm -hmm. love, withholding praise, so praise. Uh, Love, withholding love, especially the way that you um, experience that. Uh, Withholding Mm -hmm. spiritually, even if they're spiritual leaders, they don't connect with you spiritually. Mm -hmm. Unwilling, unable to share feelings. So feelings is the key word. With you, they might do it with other people, but not sharing the feelings with you. Um, Mm. Using anger or silence, keyword, uh, to control in the relationship. I've had where they won't talk for days or weeks or months to their spouse. Months? Um, Wow. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Having ongoing or ungrounded criticism of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some control or shame around money issues. But the last keyword is roommates. You feel like a roommate more than a lover. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you just feel alone, and mm-hmm. that is very painful. When you're laying next to someone who you feel unwanted by, untouched by, unconnected to, and you beg to be loved, you t- you give them a roadmap. If, this, if you did this and this, this, I would feel loved. I would feel wanted. And they will exactly not do those things. Mm-hmm. This goes on for years and decades, Joyce. I mean mm-hmm. the pain of being married and alone is huge, and so many women don't know why. And when they, I mean, we have stuff on YouTube and stuff like that, like you mentioned, on Intimacy Anorexia. We get calls from all over the globe, Asia, Europe, Africa, South America, all different cultures, women are married and alone, and they don't know what to do. And they feel very stuck, and they they feel, for the first eight or 10 years, on that treadmill trying to be loved they lose yes. weight they gain weight they get surgery they clean the mm-hmm. house they do a better job with the kids or whatever because he says well if you do this then i'll love you well she becomes an expert at that and then he says well but now you need to do this and if you're mm-hmm. on that treadmill as a woman you yeah. do not need to be on that right that's his, that's his issue that he's chosen not to love you and it's a yeah. choice it's an active choice it's not an accident if you look over the course of your relationship, you'll see the intentionality is huge, especially around birthdays, anniversaries, around Christmas time. Uh, the, the sabotaging of intimacy, knowing uh, ahead of time, it's going to happen. And so, the Intimacy and book tells you kind of what it is. The Married and Alone book tells you kind of as the as the wife what you've gone through. And that's when about twenty six people helped me write that book and telling their story.
1: Really, um, wow. Yeah, so
2: these are. <laughs> this is a real common phenomenon, Joyce. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're open to share this, and hopefully we can do other shows on other things, but this is huge. Oh. And, you know, I would encourage any woman who has this difficulty, you know, they can mm-hmm. check out com, They can check out Dr. Doug Weiss. They can Google me. or um, You know, we do intensives and stuff like that. There's lots of books, and there's we have support groups for this, kind of like 12-step right. support groups. Really? Yeah, for intimacy anorexics, they go into one group. Uh-huh. Whether they're a man or a woman, they go into a gender specific group because women can be intimacy anorexic too. I oh. know we're talking mostly about men, but women can be mm-hmm. intimacy anorexic too, where they withhold love from their spouse.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: we have groups for them. We also have groups for the spouses of intimacy anorexic called married alone groups because it's a huge issue.
1: Yes. Do you find that this is this is increasing, or yes. or is it? Is, and why is it increasing?
2: Well, I think in the next 10 or 15 years, I have what I call job security because Mm -hmm. people are going more towards technology and avoiding real relationships. So our 10, 12, and 14-year-olds aren't learning how to be connected emotionally.
1: Oh, I so agree. Yes. You
2: see what I'm saying? And so it's really challenging. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to move more into um, a disconnected way of doing life, which is going to impact the way we do marriage.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, well, we can already see that from so many people choosing not to marry and just simply live together, right? Sure. Doesn't that give them an easier way out?
2: Well, it does because it's not a full commitment. That's where you know the line is. There, I mean, you know, you know, you can rent your own,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs> a lot of people want to rent a relationship instead of own one. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also
1: interested, Doug, in in how much of that is brought in through the woman in her relationship with her father and he with his mother. How much does that affect how somebody comes into a marriage?
2: Well, Joyce, your intuition and your coaching skill set is really very intuitive, and I'd encourage anyone to do work with you. Uh, But you're right. There's there's a few causes for intimacy anorexia. Uh, uh The first one is... Um, uh, attachment disorder with a cross gender parent. So you're right. He didn't get connected to mom. Mom wasn't safe. Mom was volatile or mom was distant or mom was dead. You know, yeah. or they were divorced and she was uninvolved. I had a guy mm-hmm. in my office this week where mom was uh, a drug addict and sex addict herself and abandoned him totally. Oh. Put him in foster homes.
1: Hurts so, your heart.
2: Breaks your heart. But now he didn't have yeah. attachment with mom. I've had ladies who didn't have attachment with dad. Dad was an engineer. Dad was aloof. Dad was, you know, military. Right. He was gone. And yeah. so the attachment wasn't there. So that's true. And then there's also sexual abuse can be a problem, and it can cause this. Uh, and that obviously makes sense. And one mm-hmm. third of your audience has experienced that. But not all of them, you know, end up being anorexic or avoidant. Um, right. Then the other one is sexual addiction because they're literally neurologically and psychologically glued to an object world. And so real relationships where they talk back to you are challenging. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last mm-hmm. cause of intimacy and anorexia is role model. Uh, where mom and dad at home really, both of them, had limited skills and in intimacy. And uh, and some of that can be even cultural, different cultures. But the kid had no way to attach to a human heart because they were just managed. They weren't related to. They weren't discovered. They weren't explored. Mm-hmm. They were managed. And that yeah. can really cause some damage when you go into a marriage.
1: Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. I find that so really interesting to know how much – where it starts, it doesn't say it's like a growing snowball, Uh you know, where it just keeps living it out it can. in your if, life. If
2: a, person, if a person doesn't know what's going on with them, they don't know what to do. But because you're opening up your show, some women are going to get help today for themselves or for their husbands or for their marriage. Mm-hmm. And once you know that there is a name, Intimacy Anorexia, you can get help with it and that there right. are support. There's materials. We've got books and workbooks for this stuff and DVDs. You can get help. You can move through it. I've seen so many happily ever afters. It's why I still do what I do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Joyce, you know, sometimes I come into my office, you know, like this <laughs> week, you know, this, this lady had a, a situation where her husband cheated, but he was also extremely anorexic. Felt mm-hmm. unloved, unconnected. This was a gorgeous woman, mm. okay, and they're having sex rarely. Yeah. I can't tell you. I've had miss of this state and that state in my office, beautiful, gorgeous women who were mm. neglected sexually for months at a time, begging I to am. be loved, okay? It's not about beauty. It's not about how, how many... If you got a two-pack, a four-pack, or a six-pack for abs, it's not about that. You can be... Absolutely gorgeous, and be neglected because of where they're coming
1: from. Right. Yeah. And there ain't so much pain. Mm, I know. Well, that. they're more
2: creating pain mm-hmm. than in pain because it's kind of like the alcoholic. You mm-hmm. know, the alcoholic's medicating, right? So yeah. he's having a good old time, and but he doesn't mm-hmm. realize he's creating all this devastation in his wife and his family. The anorexic's right. are the same. They're addicted to withholding, and so ah. and they're they're addicted to creating distance in the marriage and so it's and it's only in the marriage again they look normal to everyone else everyone else would think you're crazy if if you told charlie was like that Mm -hmm. okay but at home charlie leaves his heart at the door and doesn't bring it into the home and so it Mm -hmm. really can be very uh maddening Mm
1: -hmm. yeah uh now, I know that you address, and I do encourage my listeners to go to YouTube because there's just valuable information on there where you can hear Doug speak more about this on other interviews. And it's just, it's, it's so full of good takeaways. Uh, you believe in part of your, your, uh, healing is of course your relationship with God, right?
2: Well, all recovery programs, alcohol, drugs, sex, food, work, they all have the 12 steps and God's step three. Yeah. So the person okay. has to find a spiritual place and mature, out, more mature in that area. Because right. addictions, uh, Joyce, like you know, they rob you of three major areas of development. Emotional, that's why most people who have addictions, like anorexia, sex addiction, or alcohol or drugs, they act like adolescents because emotionally they are. moral uh-huh. Okay? So uh-huh. when I'm looking at a 50- or 60-year-old man who's acting like a 14-year-old boy, like if mommy doesn't catch me, it's okay. His moral reasoning is still adolescent and spiritual. Uh-huh. And those three areas are all underdeveloped when you have an active addiction. So all three of those areas need to mature. So, yeah, right. spiritual, spiritual development is part of that. And That's it's true. beautiful to watch. Yeah. You know, I have atheists who pray. Yeah. And <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> and and they and they mature. It's wonderful. <laughs>
1: Well, we are going to take a break now, and when we come back, it will be another segment of packed full of good information that you can act on. You can change your life. You can improve your life. You can change your marriage. That is what we want for you. So when we come back, we are going to listen to more of the good work that Doug is doing for his clients. And I have a few questions that are down inside of me. I wish you all could send them to right away as well. We'll be back.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. If you could
5: live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to our website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot Then join us for lessons in joyful living with your host Kimberly Rinaldi.
1: have read in the New York Daily News about the Scottish man, Thomas McCormack, who put his Collie Labrador cross Paddy in the fence backyard before leaving for work. He had just boarded the train into town when all of a sudden Paddy jumped into the seat next to him. Mr. McCormack wondered how his dog was able to escape the six foot high fence. According to his neighbors, they saw Paddy jumping up and down on his new trampoline until he got high enough to make it over the fence. Since Patty isn't much of a barker, otherwise known as illatration, Mr. McCormick never
4: realized he was following him to the train station. I'd like to extend a bark of recognition to all the military dogs who are recognized as American heroes serving in operations with U.S. soldiers around the world.
2: It's words you
4: never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Wave. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome. We are talking with Dr. Doug Weiss today, and he is giving us all this wonderful information about marriages, repairing marriages, enriching marriages. He is the director of Heart to Heart Counseling Center in Colorado Springs. But don't let that slow you down. You can call. You can go see. He's got all of these wonderful workshops out there that you can go and participate in. It, it, there's just tons of help that he can offer you with over 30 years of experience working in this area. Um, Doug, you had just released a new book. And yes,
2: it- I have. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am so excited. <laughs> I mean, I've written almost 30 books, and we've written... You know, I think six marriage books, but this one its called The Five Sex Languages. We could probably talk for hours just on this. Really? But it is powerful because it can help a couple actually figure out how the other ones design sexually and then utilize that to maximize the sexual experience for their spouse.
1: Ah, wonderful. That's kind of a, you know, Im- it. I know you get marriages to the spot where they can at least open up and tell the intimacy of that. I know when I listened to you speak when we were at the Harvard speaking experience, um, you did part of this as your presentation, Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. I was like, oh, yeah,
2: and all these entrepreneurs came up to me and said, thank you. I think I'm going Uh to apply what you said today. And, oh, that's uh, great. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> and so you can be really successful and not know some of the, you know, how to really explode your sex life in a yeah. healthy way. I'm not talking about something kinky, weird or, you know, inappropriate, but how mm-hmm. to actually understand the roadmap to sexuality that you, your spouse is designed with. And then exploring that together in a very healthy, mature way and really uh, have your sex life go to a different level. And I know a lot of ladies feel unexplored. They feel unknown. And this Mm -hmm. simple book, it's not a, you know, I think it's a couple hundred pages. It can radically change your husband's ability to communicate about sexuality because you walk through your different languages. Of course, you're trying to find out who you are, and then you're finding out who they are. Then you can talk about it. But then I actually walked the couples through several different ideas, like how never to argue about sex again, all right, how to figure out what's in your garden so that you Mm -hmm. don't have to argue about those things. But then, this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I have a couple walk through every stage of sexuality, the sexual environment, the sexual invitation, the foreplay, the oh.
5: actual act,
2: and then the afterglow. What is it that you would like to hear from me in these stages? Oh, my gosh. Here? The conversations are amazing. Amazing. Because oh, it's like, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know you <laughs> wanted to hear that. I didn't know you like to hear that. And again, I'm not talking about dirty talk. I'm talking about just yes. things you want to uh, become beautiful. You want me, you desire me, you fulfill mm-hmm. me. Like, I didn't know that was important to you. And what happens is you take your sex, not beyond the physical, into the soul and spirit. And you just it's totally different sex. Mm-hmm. And I give them tips to how to have great sex. This book has um, just come out, and uh, it's going to be a huge uh, thing for couples to transform and give them a roadmap to, well, let's talk about sex. Well, you know, most couples don't know you know how to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. So all you yes. got to do is read this I'm- at night, read a chapter a night, and within a few, a few weeks you can have a totally different uh, understanding of each other and an appreciation of each other because mm-hmm. oftentimes – we do, we have sex the way we want sex done to us instead of giving sex to our spouse the way they actually receive sex better. Yes, does that make sense?
1: Yes, I can see that. Yeah,
2: and so, yeah. So, ladies, if you want your husband to be a better lover, just walk through these chapters with them, and hmm. then and also you, you'll understand that he may actually be designed differently than he is than mm-hmm. you are with a sex language that you don't understand. But once you do, you can take him to a place where he thinks about you all week long.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
2: Because like men that. are going to think about sex, but they might as well think about you.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
2: And once I do you, you ever I'm find
1: of- that women have, of course, we're talking about generations, and I'm a little older generation. And so I I find talking about sex a little more awkward for the older generation than it is for 40, the younger
2: if you're huh? over forty. That's true. If you're, I think, if you're over forty, that's true, because there was kind of a no sex talk rule that a lot of people grew up with. But if you're yeah. under under forty as a woman, you're much more. Yeah. And if you're if you're under thirty, you're even more like, you know, sex toys yeah. are okay. This is okay. <laughs> it's all kind of part of that and whatever. A lot mm-hmm. more open to talk about different sexual experiences, and encounters than yeah. if you're over forty, because you know, really, you didn't talk about sex because your mom didn't talk about sex. No. And, you know, no. when you talk about, you know, how do you train your kids sexually, we have some DVDs called Princes Take Longer Than Frogs for Girls and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Born for War for Young Men. And it's a different sexual culture out there. Mm-hmm. But this can really, really help ladies. And the, the website on that is five sex languages, or they can go to drdougweiss.com. But they, the, either the number or the are the word five yeah. sex languages, and they can get that in uh, e-book, i-book, you know, hard copy, however you know, they want it. But it is a game changer. This is gonna wow. be fun. Wow. So thanks for letting well, me talk about it.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I think that's that's really so needed because the, I mean, quite frankly, some women wouldn't know those questions to ask, and I don't think the guys would either.
2: No, right? and it's really it's hysterical. Like if I have clients and I say, Okay, what does your spouse how does your spouse want to be invited sexually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They look at me like a cow at a new gate. You're from Texas. You know what that means. <laughs> yes. You know, it's kind of like the huh.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't even. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even ask them. I just kind of rub their head or feet or touch their back <laughs> and see if they're in the mood. Well, that's very immature. Right. You, you uh, can just look at them and say, you know, I want to make love to you. Or, I want to be sexual with you. Or, depending on their sex language, I want to have fun with you sexually. Oh, my gosh. If they're a fun sex language person, that invitation is so much hugely different than can we go upstairs. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a
1: little more inviting.
2: (laughs) Well, it is. But, see, if you know your spouse's sex language, you can architect your invitation to maximize even the invitation for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people kind of clawed through their sexuality instead of just taking a little time and get some really good information. The five-sex language is really solid. And they can just have these conversations, and they can explode that whole area of their marriage so that they are thinking about each other.
1: Well, can you tell us just briefly what the fives are, or is that
2: well, I'll think. tell you a couple because I have kind okay. of a policy not Couple's to tell all five. All right. All right.
1: Okay. That's good.
2: All right. So, you know, the. let me give you – well, I'll give you two opposite ones. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. So uh, we, we mentioned fun. So the the, the fun yeah, sex fun. language person is someone who is that. They want to have fun.
6: Mm-hmm. They want
2: sex to be in the context of fun, different places, different,
6: different oh, kinds yeah. of things.
2: You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They want – they don't want it to be one position, one time, and that's it. They really want to yeah. have some creativity involved with that. And there's certain things that a fun-language person would, would love to experience during sex. They're going to be a lot more spontaneous. It's not going to be, okay, Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're going to want to have it in different locations in the house. You know, right. So they've got to get outside the bedroom. And for them, fun brings an extreme amount of pleasure to sexuality for them. Mm-hmm. And some men are that way, some women are that way. And they're right. always married to someone who's different than them. So you got to work mm-hmm. this out. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> now let me give you the opposite. Right. Patience.
1: Patience? Now the love
2: language of patience, this is the person who wants the long touch. I'm talking uh, like 15, 20 minutes. Right. Touch their back, touch their legs, to embrace them, hold them talk to them, they want to, they almost want to be made love to before they're made love to. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs>
2: they they want to mm-hmm. be explored. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and you giving them that patient time to enjoy them physically mm-hmm. accentuates and accelerates their sexual pleasure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, mm-hmm. now let's just take these two love languages, fun and patience. Now they're totally different. They are. Right. Yeah. And they're usually right. married to each other. And there's a few more. There's three others you can be, uh, mix this up with. But just these yeah. two alone would have to say, okay, maybe this week we kind of focus on your sex language and we'll have sex by the fireplace and I'm going to you know, um, put a little chocolate over you and I'm going to kiss yeah. you all over. Okay, that yeah. would be like, oh, my gosh, they love me. They want me. This is awesome. <laughs> right? Yes. Because their little – their patient lover is not yeah. necessarily that creative. Yeah. Okay? Because they like the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. So the, the fun – that would be like, oh my gosh, that would be like the most mind blowing sexual experience, no matter what the sex actor really uh, gave to them. The fact that they took the time, put the fireplace on, got the house, you know, shut down, you know, took a little chocolate, kissed them all over, and just enjoyed them a little bit, they would feel like they died and went to heaven. Like, this is amazing. Okay.
1: Well, the, you now, know, the gift for me, just as a woman, to a f- little feedback here, Doug, <laughs> is just that you spent that much time thinking about the totally. whole experience. It's not the
2: fact that you got the car, it's the fact that you thought about getting Wait, the
1: Wait, yeah, that's part of they it. They don't
2: get that, by the way. And what? I am going to write a book, Everything I Know About Women. Because I know a lot about women, because I've been counseling with them for almost 30 years. They tell me all kinds yeah. of good stuff. Uh-huh. Um so, so that's the, so, but then on the flip side, suppose the other person is the patient. So they would say, you know what, let's go to the bedroom because the patient, they're going to want the same right. place. Yes. Let's go to the bedroom, in the bed.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I'm going to give you a really light massage and then I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you, but I bought a couple of feathers. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to feather your back. Mm. Oh, just for 15 minutes. And then the guy and the person who's the fun love line was saying, this is the most boring thing I've ever done in my life, but for, for the receiving partner, oh, my gosh, you took the time and gave me patience to mm. let me enjoy that part right. of sexuality. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, that takes the the patient person to a different sexual place because they've rested in their spirit, their emotions, and they're like, oh, they're totally plateaued. Now they're ready to receive sexuality. Right. And see, this is fun stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, a lot of couples yeah. don't even know how to do some of the basics of what I'm talking about here. But when they mm-hmm. do, and anybody can learn, right? Joyce, I mean, yeah. you're a coach, yeah. you know. anybody yeah. can learn, and when they do, it explodes their sexuality. Yeah. And uh, and who doesn't want to have a great sex life? If, I mean, if you're going to be married, you might have a great sex. Life. <laughs>
1: you might as well.
2: You might That's as the well. That's I mean, those are your toys, play with them. So yeah. You might as well That's have an gift. awesome time. But most people, especially older, above forty. Are kind of very tenuous about even having that conversation right yeah
1: well i I don't want to break this, stop this, but we are getting ready to go on a break, and I just oh you've just, that's just all exciting to me to have that open yeah. conversation with your lover and share such intimacy with them new thoughts
2: okay. yeah new absolutely, thoughts.
1: yeah, so that's five sex languages
2: five and, absolutely yes.
1: And you can go and also go to his website to get your copy so that you can start enjoying sex in your relationship. All right. We will be back shortly
0: to finish our our segment with Dr. Duck.
5: If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at Noon Central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi.
6: Have you heard?
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second World. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Well... This has been fabulous with Dr. Doug telling us and sharing his new book, Five Sex Languages, with us. Also talking about marriage and alone. Um, I do have a question for you, Doug. Sure. I'm on the other side of marriage. I did go through the divorce process. So mm-hmm. as I listen to your information, I want to know how to, and I fully believe two people go through divorce. You know, we're both contributors to the divorce. Uh, and so I'm into how, what do you have on your site to offer me the the divorce? Safety?
2: Sure, sure. I've seen ladies who their husbands have chosen their addiction and uh, they've had to divorce them, so I totally get that and, and supported them in that process. And mm-hmm. it's you know sad but true. We have a DVD called Dating Again, which walks ladies through cleaning up your past, you mm-hmm. know, cleaning up your side of the street for you, dealing with the hurt, the anger, and the grief of the loss of the marriage. Yes, establishing new boundaries, making sure you identify what kind of person you want in your life this time. Mm-hmm. And then I know this is going to sound crazy, but a lot of times I'm working with ladies who their husbands have cheated or, you know, kind of got addicted to pornography. And, and before you get engaged to the next guy, uh, there's a process that 100 percent of the ladies who follow this process. Now, Joyce, 100 percent.
1: That's hard. You can't say that about many things. 100 percent. That's pretty This good. particular
2: process has not married a sex addict the second time. Wow. That is, we do an assessment, they do a polygraph, and we verify before they get engaged. Wow. And 100% of the guys who've done that over my career
6: Mm -hmm. were
2: not addicts in any way, shape, or form. They were good guys who, like, you know, they understand, you know what, you were hurt in the past. This is what you need me to do to prove that I'm not going to hurt you. Let's do it. And we do it. I never see him again. Wow. And happily ever after. Wow, well, because the, they're good they're, guys. So, like, hey, yeah. Yeah, I understand she's been hurt. Yeah. You know, I understand men right. lie. But I'm not that guy. Yeah, I, I yeah. looked at something when I was in my 20s, but I haven't done that in 15, 20 years. So, I'm good. Let's get, yeah. let's take this and get it over with. Get this fear out of the way. 100 percent have married good guys.
1: Wow, that's that's awesome. That's really that's worth doing. You know, if yeah. you're going to make that risk, take that risk again Absolutely. of rebearing for sure. But you just want to
2: find out that your investment really is what your investment is. You don't want to, you know, think you're investing in gold and find out that you've got, uh, <laughs> you know, that's paper.
1: Yeah, I understand. Well, when I visited your website, I also noticed how many, you know, you are a prolific writer. I agree. I agree. Uh, you have 37 books.
2: Something that like right? that. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Lots 30. of DVDs
1: as well. Yeah. And you also had quite a few for the youth, which I really loved because I had a special part in my heart for sure. youth. So um, why? I mean, you realize that there is a need to correct these
2: patterns. Sure. If you can help teenagers at the beginning and before they get into young adults, it's really great. So for the young men, we have a DVD called Born for War which Mm -hmm. really can help them understand their sexuality and to be strong in that. And Mm -hmm. for the ladies, we have um, a DVD called Princes Take Mm -hmm. Longer Than Frogs. So they can understand what a frog looks like and what a prince looks like.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) And they're very different. And I I can tell you I've written lots of stuff, but that DVD, Princes Take Longer Than Frogs, women will stop me publicly and say, are you Dr. Weiss? Uh Tell Dr. Weiss your story. Well, I was dating a frog, Dr. Weiss, and after I watched your DVD, I stopped dating the frog. And oh, any parent wow. is happy when a girl stops dating a frog. <laughs> 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 and then I have yes. another thing that kind of was a, an accidental book. My daughter went off to college, and I hand-wrote her a letter every single day she was in college, every single day, seven days. Wow. Over 200 that, letters. Yeah. And I didn't know she was sharing them with her friends, but they came mm-hmm. home uh, for break, and they were telling me how much they enjoyed the letters. And so oh, after she was done with her first year, I asked her permission if we could publish it. So it's called Letters to My Daughter. And oh, that's And it's 200 right. letters from a man to his daughter. And there's a lot of ladies, 40, 50, and 60 years old, who've written back and said that book was really – helped me because I never had a dad talk to me. And so it's a really powerful book for young people as well as women who've never really had a dad.
1: Wow. That is – yeah, that's powerful. Um now, do you have a recommended age that uh, a young person could start reading this? I mean, it's older. Are we saying 15?
2: Yeah, that's a good age. Anywhere in, a, in adolescence is a good age for letters to my daughters. And any of those products would be 14 and above.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I do propose to my listening audience a new thing. Um Doug and I were talking about the positive. If you go to his website, you can see he has so many books. If you would be interested in hearing us talk about one of his other books, one or two of his other books, I would so love to know that. And Doug joins me in this. So if you would like to give me the feedback so that we could plan another show, please get a pencil and paper here. It's called Second Wind with Joyce at gmail.com. Second wind with Joyce at gmail.com. It's your opportunity to let us know how we can help you by getting his teaching it would be awesome, and it would be just for you all. So Second wind with Joyce at gmail.com. That would be fun, wouldn't it, Doug?
2: <laughs> that would be great. You're a great host, Joyce, and thank you for loving women so much and encouraging them and I encourage any lady who needs extra support to call you, coach, and you know take uh, themselves to the next level.
1: Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. Um, so do you have other things on your schedule that you've got coming up? Or We're pretty close to the end of the hour, but I just... Yeah, that we, oh, we
2: have a free app. We have a free app for marriage <gasps> called Dr. Doug's Tips. It's that's free. Cool. Go to your app store, Dr. Doug's Tips, and they can get a tip for marriage every single day on their cell phone.
1: Oh, that's 365 good.
2: 365 days <laughs> a year.
1: So what would a tip be? So tell me what oh, one tip. A tip, tip
2: might be you know, dating. How to have oh, a good so day. it
1: could be not just for marrieds. It could be singles as well.
2: Well, they benefit from that, but it's mostly the tips are for marriage, and there's also... Tips for people in recovery from addiction. There's also tips for spouses of, uh, ah. of people who are have addiction. So, yep, that, that's free, and they can go to that and do that. I appreciate you, Joyce, so much.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Well, we still have a few minutes, so I do want – I'm sorry I gave you the wrong information there. But um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us as far as – what you do offer, the, I mean, you've got the, the testing, you sure, got we, we the workshops. Sure, we have telephone
2: counseling. If people want a telephone session with one of the counselors trained by me, they can do that. Or if they want to fly here to Colorado Springs, we have that every single week from all over the country, all over the world. And we do intensives for marriage in general, intimacy, anorexia, or for those struggling with sexual addiction, whether it's the man or the woman. And we <laughs> see really transformation. There is hope. If they feel stuck, there really is hope. It needs an intelligent approach, but we do it every single week, and we see lots of marriages restored. Of course, there has to be willingness, but if there's willingness, it's a matter of skills and finding out how we got here and getting them out of there.
1: Yeah. So when somebody comes in for an intensity, first off, they probably start with an inter- with a visit over the phone, and then they come in for a workshop. Is that the process?
2: No, it's not a workshop. They come in. They actually do counseling where uh, oh, counseling. if it it's with me, I see them as a couple, him individually, yeah. her individually, and we do that for three or five days they watch some of the dvds that are pertinent to them uh they go uh-huh. to groups if they're, if those are pertinent to them and they yes. get homework so they're busy it's you know it's it's work but they get a lot done
1: yeah so it's very individualized according to what it's very the couple needs individualized. not like you're
2: in with 10 different couples we don't do that we don't herd people we treat right. them individually cuz their marriage is unique and it needs right. unique attention specific attention to get well
1: mhm well, you know the story about the marriage and being alone is so common to so many women that I know. In my case, that the counseling that I got in, I we looked for several different counselors and experienced them hmm. and visited with them, but they never quite got to the problem.
2: <laughs> they don't know what intimacy anorexia is. You're gonna. I've had so many clients who've gone to ten therapists or more who couldn't yeah. figure it out. Um, but once you know what it is, you can treat it.
1: Yeah. So, this has been—is it something? It's not something that's taught. It's something that you have worked with.
2: Yeah, we developed it, and it works.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I want so many people to come to you, and I want those marriages saved, so that that number can increase. In. Successful marriages, I think it's very important to us and to their children and certainly to the communities in wherever you live that we stay healthy in healthy marriages. So I thank you very much for being with us today. It's just been awesome. I've enjoyed everybody. I've been writing my own notes for myself, so I know my guests have had some writing as well, and I give them an assignment to go to your website and visit. Look what you have to offer there. But then the other thing is, I ask you all to send us a note that says, second win with Joyce at gmail.com, and I'd like to have a session, have a program on one of those books that you see on his website. That would be a highlight for Doug and for me to continue to connect and enhance your life and save your marriage or to help you grow personally. So thank you, Doug. I appreciate your time. It's been fantastic, and you're just as great as I thought you were.
2: Well, thank
1: you Joyce <laughs> for the pleasure and we'll talk
2: again. I thanks. All right. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Bye. So, as we complete this, I would really like for your week to be awesome. I know that it's always difficult sometimes to find the good in what's coming up in the week, but I try, I want you to do the happiness thing this week. Happiness that you are where you are today, enjoying what you have. We're having rain showers, and we're enjoying it. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you being part of this. Remember, I'm waiting for your response, second with choice at gmail.com, so Dr. Weiss and I can offer this additional service. Thank you so much. I appreciate that you're here and look forward to to your coming back. Thanks.
0: Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at